what you may think is best for your life might be completely the opposite of what God thinks. And for some of you, that may, might be like, oh, okay, he's going there. I thought for a long time I knew it was best. And sometimes I'm still guilty of that. I think at one point in our life, we've all been guilty of thinking, oh yeah, I know it's best in this situation. I know it's best for me to do here. But the truth is that God will often say, and that's actually the opposite of what's best. And the sooner we realize that tonight, just based on the example of Paul, the sooner we realize that tonight, the more and more and more God will continue to give us guidance moving forward. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to do things your way. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to do life your own way. And the reason of that is because he knows that with Jesus, we're unstoppable. With Jesus, following Jesus, following God's plan, you're unstoppable. Did you know that? Welcome to the PC Youth Pod. Thank you for taking time to listen. This week's message is on the mystery in the calling. We are looking at Acts 20. So grab your Bibles and something to write with as we hear from Pastor Spencer. Tonight we are going to start. Did you guys notice it's a new pulpit? I'm getting used to it. The wood one was heavy. This one's still heavy. So I'm getting used to it. Bear with me. Um, tonight we're going to start a standalone series, one part, one part, and it's going to be on Acts chapter 20. So we're going to dive into that tonight. The title of the series is The Mystery and the Calling. And I'm super excited to dive in together. I believe that God has something powerful to speak to each and every single one of us. But let's just start out by giving a little bit of context. For those of us that feel, well, let me just say this. We all, I know, I believe, and this church believes very strongly that we all have a very special, unique, divine call of God on our lives. Whether you're a Christian or not, I believe that God has a special plan for you, and he's caring after you and going beside you, behind you, and for, before you, no matter where you're at in your walk of life. But for those of us that feel like we know what the call of God on our lives is, we feel a, a clear call of God on our lives, it can often be scary or difficult to even step into that calling. I know I struggled with that for a long time. I felt this weight of being called into ministry at an early age, and I didn't know how to handle it. There's an uncertainty, uncertainty that comes with this calling that God has. As humans, we don't really know how to respond because as humans, we, we're not God. We don't, know, we don't know what he has for us. So I think we can agree that it can oftentimes be scary to be obedient when God has something so big. Other, others of us may say, oh, I don't actually know if I, if I feel a clear call of God on my life. I don't know what direction he wants me to go. I don't know what steps to take next. Well, I can assure you of this. You are called to something and whatever it is, God is behind it, and God has a plan and a purpose for each and every person in here that can ad- identify with that statement. Where I find some conflict, where I feel like we struggle sometimes as Christians is, I think in general as Christians, we have become a little bit complacent in the response that we give to what God has called us to. And I'm not calling anybody out in here. I just think as general, in general, the church, we've come somewhat complacent when in regards to responding in an obedience, in a step of obedience to what God has called each and every single one of us into um, in our own lives. And honestly, I believe that's a scary place to be. I'm not perfect at it, but, but my goal each and every single day is to be walking in step with what the Lord would have me, what, what he would lead me into. So as Christians, I, I do believe that we need to be obedient to what God has called us to because it's unique, it's special, 
and it's faithful. God is faithful forever. I just want to pray quickly before we dive in tonight. It's going to be an amazing evening. Dear Lord, thank you for this awesome opportunity that we get to, ha- that we get to have together to gather here at PC Youth. God, thank you for each and every single student that has walked into this place tonight. Whether they've been here their whole life, they've been coming faithfully, or this is their first time. God, we know that you have something special, something fresh to say to each and every single one of us. I pray that you make yourself known to each and every single person in this room in a new way tonight. Speak to us. Allow us to come together in community each and every single day. We ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. I don't know if it's a new pulpit, but I'm sweaty up here. I don't know what's going on. Okay. We serve a God who can be described as mystery, the the mystery and the calling. We serve a God who can be described sometimes as mysterious, but we live in a culture that worships certainty. Those don't go together. Mystery and certainty are actually opposites. So as Christians, as Christ followers, and if you're not a Christ follower, if you, don't, if, you, if you don't identify with having a relationship with Jesus, I believe you're going to have the opportunity to make that decision tonight. You can even do so in this moment. But as, as Christ followers, it's not in our best interest. The world is not in our favor in regards to following what God would have for us. Because the, wor- the world, the culture that we live in, wants us to have a certain plan to take. They want us to write out what's happening in the next five years of our lives, where we're going to go to school, what we're going to study, what we're, our job is going to be. It desires certainty. And as humans, we can't necessarily blame the culture for that because I think every single person in this room would say, I want to know exactly where I'm going to be in 10 years. But what God would say is that's not true. God's plan is a mystery. God is a mysterious father, and that actually contradicts what the culture would tell us today. So we already have this issue. God is telling us to do something. God is calling us into something completely opposite of what the culture would tell us to walk into. So we're going to solve, we're going to do our best to solve that issue tonight. We're going to dive into Acts chapter 20, talking about the, where the apostle Paul is talking to us. And we're going to look at the boldness that Paul showed to be able to follow the plan of God on his life, no matter the stakes. For those of you that don't know who Paul was, his name was once Saul. Saul was a person who persecuted Christians He did not like Christians. He actually killed Christians. And on the scale of earthly sin, because we know that the way God views sin, it's it's in the same way. Sin is sin to God. There's not scales to sin. He doesn't see severity to sin. But on an earthly scale, let's just say, Paul would be, or Saul would at that time would be a pretty bad dude. Saul had a complete transformation in his life where, where God got a hold of him and he became holy. He became a Christ follower. And from that moment on, his, his ministry, his job, his calling on his life was to serve God's kingdom and be able to tell every single person he came in contact with about the good news of Jesus. So we're going to go to Acts chapter 20 tonight, where Paul is on this journey with Luke. As far as we can tell, Luke is the writer of the book of Acts, and he's a doctor. And just to give a little bit of context, Paul and Luke are on a journey together on their way to Pentecost in Jerusalem. Pentecost was a festival that happened very often, and they were on their way to celebrate. But Paul knew, Paul felt in his spirit that he needed to stop in Ephesus, a city called Ephesus. So we're going to see Paul talking to the the elders of the church in Ephesus. Ephesus is the city that the book of Ephesians was wrote to. Paul wrote the book of Ephesians to the, the church at Ephesus. 
So in Acts tonight, we're going to see Paul address the elders, the leaders of the church in Ephesus. Before we get started, I want to make clear tonight that every single one of you in here, every single one of us in here has a divine call of God on our lives. Some of you, that might be the first time you've ever heard this. Some of you, you've known what the call of God on your life is from a young age. But I'm excited because God's going to speak to all of us in a new way tonight. I believe that some of you will be reaffirmed in the call that you know God has put on your life. Some of you are going to discover it for the first time. And some of you are going to be able to figure out what the next step is. The mystery of God's calling is exciting. So turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 20. If you have your Bibles, please raise them up. We do it every week. Come on, look, whole section. Good job, guys. Bring your Bibles to church. So like I said, we can conclude the Acts is written by the, the Dr. Luke, and he's on a journey with Paul. We're going to start in verse 13 tonight. We're going to go verses 13 through 38, but we're going to break them up into two, sec- into two sections. So if you're there, verse 13, say, I'm there, you're ready, you're there. Okay, verse 13, Acts chapter 20, it says this, Paul went by land to, I don't know how to say this, Asos, where he had arranged for us to join him while we traveled by ship. He joined us there, and we sailed together to Mytilene. The next day, we sailed past the island of Chios. The following day, we crossed to the island of Samos, and a day later, we arrived at Miletus. Paul had decided to sail on past Ephesus, for he didn't want to spend any more time in the province of Asia. He was hurrying to get to Jerusalem, if possible, in time for the festival of Pentecost. But when he landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, You know that from the day I set foot in the province, province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured the trials that come to me from the plots of the Jews. I have never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And now I I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. I declare today that I have been faithful If anyone suffers eternal death, it's not my fault, for I did not shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. So basically, Paul's saying, I did what the Lord has asked me to do. I've been at Ephesus many times telling you about the good news of Jesus. God has called me here, even though I knew I was going to go to jail for telling you about Jesus. I did what God told me to do. He said in that passage, I don't know what lies ahead other than the fact that I'm going to jail. I don't know what lies ahead, but I'm stepping out into obedience to follow the path that God has placed before me in order for you to know Jesus and God more. That's powerful. That's the kind of obedience that I want to strive to to find myself in every single day. I think Paul is such a good example for us all across the New Testament on how to, to completely follow the path that God has laid us no matter the cost. For those of us that don't know tonight, Paul spent a lot of time in jail for telling people about Jesus. He wrote books of the Bible from jail. 
Paul didn't care what, what the consequences, consequences on earth were because he knew he had a duty to fulfill. God had gave him a, gave him a call, one that was mysterious at times, but a call, and he knew he needed to fulfill it. Each time, Paul had no idea what was waiting for him, but he was diligent to fulfill what God had asked. God doesn't call us to perfection. Paul wasn't perfect. Like I said, he was once Saul. He lived a pretty brutal life. And a lot of us in here, we would say tonight, my life's been pretty brutal. But just as we've seen in the example that Paul has said, it doesn't have to be brutal forever. So God doesn't call us to perfection. He knows we're not made perfect. He calls us to obedience to his plan instead. And I'm with you tonight. I agree that that task can often be, da be daunting because of the mystery that we often experience in dealing with the call of God on our lives. It can sometimes feel so huge and so massive that we don't know to how to handle it. I'm firsthand experience of that. I was your guys' age in eighth grade and I felt God tell me that I was at one point in my life gonna, gonna be in ministry. And I had no idea how to handle that call of God on my life because it felt so big. I felt the weight of it. I was only an eighth grade boy, only eighth grade kid. I didn't feel like I had the tools necessary to do so. But what I would say is that I'm still not doing it perfect, but the more and more I stepped in alignment with what God wanted me to do, where he was calling me, the more he gave me clarity of what it was going to look like. And I'm still doing that today. Just because I'm up here talking doesn't mean I've arrived. Each, none of us in this room have arrived. We say that a lot. None of us have arrived. We're still every single day striving to be in a perfect alignment with God. We serve a mysterious father, like I said, so oftentimes that plan is very mysterious. But this is what I would say tonight. That's exciting. I wouldn't necessarily want to know the whole plan. Because if we're being honest, if we knew the whole plan from the get-go, we'd probably get scared away. But how cool is it that God is so mysterious and loves us so radically that he keeps his plan a secret from moments and we walk in obedience and he lets us know a little bit more and we, we further our relationship with him and we know the next steps. We strive every single day to be in relationship with God more and the more we do that, the more God will, re will reveal in our lives. There was many, many years where, where I felt like I have no idea what's next. And if I'm being honest, it's, I think that's because I wasn't walking in a line with what God wanted. And the moment I got, my, I got back on course and I felt peace on where I was at, God just started to rush me with and blessings and he rushed me with comfort knowing that he had it in his hands. It keeps us striving. The mystery of God keeps us striving to know him more, to know, about, to, to know more what, about what he did for us. A lot of us in here know this, but some of us don't. God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for every single one of us so that we could live forever. We didn't deserve that, but that is how much our heavenly father loves us. So why not continue to strive to understand that concept more? It forces us into deeper relationship with him. Whether we know, like I said earlier, a lot of us may know what parts of what God's plan for our lives is. We feel a call in our life. Some of you may be called to the medical field. Some of you may call, feel called to be a coach or to be a pastor or to be a, a, a firefighter, whatever it may be. Some of you may know what you're called to. But whether we know the, the whole piece of it or not, we'll never know the entirety of what God has in store. No matter how long we are on our walks of life, 
A lot of us could say, oh, my grandparents, they're 80 and, 80 and 85 years old. They've done all their life. Their plan's been walked through. Let me tell you, God still has something for their lives that they may not know about. No matter where we're at, there's a lot of journeys represented across this room. No matter where we're at, God still has something in store for you. None of us have arrived. So this is what I would say tonight. We must be prepared for what that is. We have a responsibility to be prepared for what God's calling us into. And whether it scares us or not, God has a plan. For some of you, it's easy for you to say, okay, I'm ready for this. And for some of us, it might say, oh, I have no idea how I'm going to do that. God is what's going to get you to the finish line. And the finish line is one day, one day is going to be eternity with him in heaven. But you can only get there with him. You can't do it by yourself. We don't get to tell God what our plan is. We, I hope you heard me. We don't get to tell what God what our plan is. Culture would say, you need to do this, 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 and this by the time you're 18, or it's not going to work out for you. So in response to that, as humans, just because we, we strive to understand certain things, we, we want certainty in our lives because that's comfortable, as humans, we would say, okay, I need to make this plan. I'm going to do it by myself. I don't care what God says. This is, my, this is the plan I'm going to walk out. I'll be a doctor by the time I'm 25. And maybe that's the case. Maybe that's what God would have. But we, what has to be important is we have to be careful when we say, God, this is what I'm doing. You can come along for the ride. No, no, no. Instead, the opposite must be, and I'm experiencing this, the opposite must be, God, I have no idea what you have in store for me, but I'm ready to follow you along the way. I don't know what's next, but God, I'm right behind you. I'm following you. I'm excited for what you have. I'm excited for the mystery that's ahead because it forces me into deeper relationship with you. What you may think is best for your life might be completely the opposite of what God thinks. And for some of you, that may, might be like, oh, okay, he's going there. I thought for a long time I knew it was best. And sometimes I'm still guilty of that. I think at one point in our life, we've all been guilty of thinking, oh yeah, I know what's best in this situation. I know what's best for me to do here. But the truth is that God will often say, and that's actually the opposite of what's best. And the sooner we realize that tonight, just based on the example of Paul, the sooner we realize that tonight, the more and more and more God will continue to give us guidance moving forward. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to do things your way. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to do life your own way. And the reason of that is because he knows that with Jesus, we're unstoppable. With Jesus, following Jesus, following God's plan, you're unstoppable. Did you know that? If every single person in this room lived perfectly, and this is a big ask because we're not perfect, but every, if every single person lived perfectly according to God's word, we are unstoppable force. So why not strive every single day to be unstoppable for Jesus? Imagine the, the people that you'd be in contact with that you thought would never know Jesus. Imagine the ways God would allow you to be able to, to speak into that person's life. I want to be in step with God's plan for my life every single day so that together we can be an unstoppable force for his kingdom. Every person deserves to know Jesus. 
I believe that so firmly. And all of the leaders in this church do. And a lot of people in this church believe that so firmly that every person deserves to know. I hope you do too. Paul, for a long time, like I said, did things his, his own way while he was Saul. And look where that got him. I think we can agree tonight that I don't think any of us want to come to a point where we're killing Christians. I know that sounds blunt. But I never want to come to a point where I'm persecuting people because I did things my own way for so long. So you might say to me tonight, Spencer, that makes sense. I understand. I want more than anything to walk in, walk in step with what God would have. I really want to do that. But how? How do I, how do I walk into, how do I step into God's calling for my life? I don't, I've tried. I've been faithful to come to this church. I've been faithful to build community with my friends. I've been faithful to do all the things that you've said. I just don't get it. Or you could say, what are some actionable steps? Like, I really need help. What does God call me to do when the path isn't clear? There's a, a lot of those questions are probably floating around in our heads right now. We're going to read the second half of this passage in Acts chapter 20, where Paul gives instruction to the leaders of the church in Ephesus. And he says, do these things. And I believe tonight it's going to be a roadmap for us to be able to follow. When we get off, we can, we can come back to this and say, okay, God's calling me to this. Psalms chapter 33, quickly, it says, But the Lord plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. The Lord's plan for your life stands firm forever, and his intention with you will never be shaken. God's intention for you is to, to see you in heaven with him one day. Because God loves each and every single one of us so much. I want you to know this tonight. Wherever you feel like you're called to, God is always behind the call. God is always behind the call of God on our lives. If it's from him, he's always going to have his hand in that call of God on your life. He's not going to call you to something. He's not going to call you to be a firefighter and say, I want you to be a firefighter and then make you figure it out by yourself. God is so faithful. God is so faithful to see us through to the end that he's going to walk with you and counsel you and guide you. And his plan for you is going to stand firm just like it says in Psalms. Oftentimes we might feel like, okay, I'm called to something, but I don't understand, like, is that actually for me or did I make that up in my, in my head or did God call me to that? I don't know. I fought with that for a little bit. When I felt called to ministry, I, didn't, I thought I made it up in my head. But God's word that says that people will come around you and confirm things in you that they would not have known otherwise. So people came around me and said, I feel like, Spencer, I feel like you're called to ministry. And it's like some random person at church. And I, would have, I said, that's interesting because I just felt that from the Lord. And multiple people came up and said that to me. If you're struggling with what you're feeling called into, oftentimes, it's not always, but oftentimes people will confirm that in you from people that would have not known otherwise. Philippians chapter 1 says, I'm certain that God who began the good work within you will continue to work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. It's a really common passage, but the reason it's common and the reason a lot of us know it's because it's true. Every verse in this book, in this book, the Bible is true. God isn't going to call you to be a firefighter and tell you to figure it out. He's going to show you how to get to that, to that point in your life. Be faithful to what God, has asked, what God asks of you, and he will be faithful to lay out the next portion of your story. Worship team, will you come? And we're going to read the second part of this passage in Acts chapter 20. Like I said, Paul 
Paul gives this, this, these instructions to the elders of the church in Ephesus, how to proactively walk in step with what God would say. If you still have your Bibles open, turn with me to verse 28 in Acts chapter 20. This is so good, and I believe it's going to speak to a lot of us tonight. It says this, So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has anointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and many tears for you. And now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, when Paul had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with the elders. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad most of all because he had said that they would never see him again. Then they escorted him down to the ship. That's a powerful word. That's a power, powerful passage. I hope you didn't miss that. Because Paul is giving instructions to, at the time, very, very high church leaders. You would, you would call them probably pastors today. He's giving instruction on how to shepherd, how to shepherd God's people, how to look after the people, how to walk in step with the plan that they know they're called to. And Paul says, be faithful to see God's people. Be faithful to protect them. Be faithful to care for them. Work hard. Do not covet. He mentioned some of the Ten Commandments. Do not covet. I've never coveted. Paul gives distinct instructions on how to live and step with God's plan. And I feel like some of us in here tonight might say, Spencer, I, I need concrete things. Like, what is something everyone can do? I don't want you to miss this. For me and for everybody, the first step is getting into your word. Get into the word of God. This is a roadmap for life. If you don't feel like God is giving you clear, like, Spencer, do this. The best way to get into alignment with God's plan on your life is to get into his word and to dive into relationship with him and he'll reveal things to you that you didn't know were possible. Also, it's important to build a prayer life. God, when we have relationships with people in our schools or at youth group or whatever it may be, we, we don't talk one-sided. We don't say, hey, 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 and then say all these things and then the conversation's over. The person then responds and you build relationship by, by having conversation with that individual. Our relationship with our Heavenly Father is no different. We can't expect God to be saying things to us if we're not saying things to Him. We can't expect God to give us the next step, to give us, what the, to give us insight on what His plan for our lives is if we're not asking Him, if we're not diving into relationship with Him. I don't think many of us in here have friends that, that walk up to us randomly and say all these things they would know about us if we haven't told them. 
I've never had somebody walk up to me and say, oh yeah, you're, like, so, I'm at Starbucks. I've never had anyone walk up to me at Starbucks and say, hey, yeah, you're Spencer. You're the youth pastor at People's Church. All these, and list all these things that they know about me. The only way for someone to know that about me is if I had a relationship with them. So God can still speak. God is sovereign. God can still speak to us even if we're not close to him. But if we want to further our relationship with our Heavenly Father, we have to be in communication with God daily. We have to be in communication with God daily. The fear of God's calling doesn't have to be scary. I think that's a word for someone tonight. The fear of the call of God on your life, it doesn't have to be real. The call of God on your life is not a scary thing. The call of God on our lives is exciting. It's an opportunity to be obedient to what he's saying to us. You have the most powerful being in all of the universe walking with you. Why would you not listen to him? And I'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to all of us tonight. Step into God's calling with confidence and view the mystery as an opportunity, not as a burden. The mystery of God is not a burden. It's not something that we have to feel upset about. The mystery of God is an opportunity to be able to walk in step, to understand him more, to understand the love that he offers us each and every single day. We have the opportunity to have the best relationship with the most powerful being in the world. Walk in step with it. Psalms chapter 32, David says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. So if we're doing all these things, we're getting in the word, we're having conversations and praying with, to the Lord, it's not like God's gonna direct us the wrong way. God's not gonna abandon you. God's not gonna lead you astray. Culture will lead you astray. The world, people around you that, that are full of insecurity, all of these things, culture will lead us astray. I need you to hear that tonight. Things that are not from heaven will lead us astray. God is so faithful that he will never ever lead you astray. This is my attitude. This is, I do the best of my ability that let this be my attitude every day and I hope it is yours too. I said, God, I don't know what you have for me next, but I am ready. God, I have no clue what's in store for me tomorrow or today. God, I wake up today, I have no clue what's in store, but I'm ready to do it with you. I pray that that's my attitude every single day. It's easy to say, but I pray that I walk in alignment with it, and I pray that you do as well. This youth ministry is special. You all are so, so special. I hope you know that. You have been faithful to build community with people. You have been faithful to be here. You have been faithful to be in your word. So hear me on this. I'm not telling you that you are doing these things wrong. I've had so many students walk up to me lately and say, Spencer, what do I read in my Bible next? I, I love God's word. What do I read? Where should I go next? What, can I share this with people? That's exciting to me. So if that's you tonight and you are, you're saying, Spencer, I'm doing these things, keep doing them. And it's only a matter of time until God will reveal himself to you in a new way. God is faithful. How determined are we to walk in alignment with God?
just the past few weeks, Corey, I got home from work and there was this note on the counter and it said, hey, I really like your, the color of your house. Will you shoot me a, a text of what the color code is? And I was like, Corey, what is this? And she's like, oh, I think some lady dropped it off. She really likes the color of our house. So Corey forgot to text the lady back and like a few days later, she shows up at our, at our doorstep. I'm like, Corey, who is this lady? She's like knocking on our door all excited. And I'm like, what's going on? And we open the door and she's like, hey, did you get my note? I left you a note. I wanna know what color your house is. What color is it? Like, can you go give me the paint sample right now? Do you have it? Where's the bucket of paint? I really wanna paint my house this color. And Corey and I are like, okay, like let's go find it. So we walk back to the garage and we're trying to find the, the paint color and we can't find it. And it's this whole, whole thing. She's like, well, I drop my husband off at work every day and I see your house and I'm, this is what we're gonna paint our house. And I'm like, okay. So Corey's dad says, yeah, maybe go to the paint store, try to find a correct sample. And, and we wake up then like a few days later, a few weeks, a few days ago, and we, Corey wakes up early and she's walking outside and the lady's like standing by our house with the paint sample, trying to make it match. And I'm like, what is going on? And at first I was a little bit annoyed. I was like, why is this lady at our house at 6 a.m. like crouched by our house? But then God spoke to me and he said, Spencer, are you that determined to follow me? Are you that determined to walk in alignment with the plan I have for you? And I'm just sitting there like, one, I was annoyed at this lady and then God kind of rocked me. And that's not a, I don't tell that story to be funny and make you guys laugh. That was convicting to me. God said, God said, Spencer, you should be just as determined to figure out what I have in store for you as that lady is to figure out what color your house is. How determined are we to walk in step with the plan of God in our lives? Because I promise you, and I promise you, the plan of God on your life is the only plan. There's not a bunch of options. Culture is all about options. Culture says, oh yeah, you could do this, this, and this. God is so perfect. God is so sovereign. God is so loving that he gets it right the first time. God doesn't get you halfway through his first plan and say, ah, I'm gonna change course. This is what you're doing actually. The plan of God on my life, on your life, and every single person in this room is sovereign and it's perfect from beginning to end. God knew what you were gonna do before you were born. So will you stand with me tonight? I, I believe God wants to speak to us in a new way. We're gonna do something a little bit different. If you're an adult leader in this room, if you're a college age leader in this room, and you would consider yourself a leader at this church, will you just come forward? In just a few moments, we're gonna give you students the opportunity to, to be able to pray with, with a leader in, this, in, our, in our youth ministry in this church. Because I think there's something powerful when you come to someone and say, hey, I don't, I don't have it figured out, but will you pray with me and, and help me understand what God has for me? Will you pray with me and agree with me and allow me to understand how much God loves me. Maybe there's some of you in here tonight that don't know who Jesus is. This is the first time you've heard about him. If that's you, you can come as well and we're gonna pray with you. But there's something special about coming before someone humbly and saying, I don't, I don't have the plans figured out. I don't know what it is, but I know God does and I want you to agree with me tonight. I believe even in this moment, there's people 
there's students in this in this audience that are feeling stirred. They're like, ah, I feel like I should maybe go, but but I'm only gonna go if he goes. Like, don't miss this moment because I believe God really wants to speak to each and every single one of us in a fresh way. It doesn't matter if the person that brought you tonight is going. Don't miss out on the moment that God has between you and him because this tonight could be a life-altering moment. I, I felt called to ministry at a conference when I was in eighth grade, at summer camp when I was in eighth grade. And that moment in my life will forever be a marking moment to know that God was watching over me. Even if I wasn't close to him, he had a plan and a purpose for me. So tonight, that could be the same thing for you. Tonight could be an altering, a life-altering moment for you to understand further. Please don't miss this. If you're distracted, please don't distract someone else because tonight's gonna be a powerful moment. We're about to worship, and if, and if that's you and you need to be agree with, agree with somebody in prayer as we worship, come forward. As we worship, come forward and agree. To stay caught up with everything happening, check us out at peopleschurch.com as well as on Instagram at PCYouthSalem.